Hey, friends. Hey, friends. How's it going? How is it going? Honey, how's it going? I'm asking you. Oh. Because you just got back from Panama. I did. It was a beautiful retreat with very sweet humans, and it's a good reminder to go on retreat because it's hard to remember that humans aren't terrible. Wow. And then you go on retreat and you're like, see, this is what could be. Yeah. And then that is a good sustainer. Mm. Helps you hold that vision of the possibility of humanity. Right. And it is a nice uh, break in all sense of the word. It's not like going on vacation. You know, like you get a break from your daily. Yeah, it's not vacation. (laughs) For me, it's not vacation. I I was waiting for you to stop yawning into the microphone. (laughs) Oh, could you hear that? Yeah. Oh. Um, But it's, I mean, you're right. I guess it is. But I'm, yeah, I guess in my brain, I was thinking of it more as a participant because I wouldn't go and really be working like you are Mm -hmm. because we have different roles. Right. So for me, I think it would be nice break because not only like a vacation where you're breaking from the, your day to day, you're still kind of participating in the world. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why retreats are named that they are. Exactly. Are, yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess if not for you, you're working almost as much, if not more. It's double work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, it's double work. It's okay, though. Like, it doesn't feel oppressive. Oh, and well, I, good. at this point, kind of have a formula of knowing what I need to do mm. and where I need to, like, take space in order to regroup because I'm still teaching online Right for some retreats. Like, there are other retreats that we plan where I'm definitely not going to have to also get online, also do office hours. Right. But... That's some summer yeah. stuff. Usually you're not... Maybe office hours, but you're not doing programs. Right. If you're, like, at Omega or something. Right. Yeah, it's double work for you. And I don't think anybody... Know, well, not anybody. Jess understands, probably. But I don't think any other employee that's there, employee that's home, yeah, gets that. Well, and... Good news is we have a whole podcast for Wi-Fi. You can unload this on everyone <laughs> with the employees that we record it with while they're in the room. Wow. I think you should. Um, Maybe. I mean, I think that Sabrina gets it. I think that people know that it's that it's a lot. I, d- I don't right. think anybody thinks that I'm just like going and chilling in right. Central America for a week. Um, and there's a thing about that work though that feels very, like it's so concentrated. So mm. having a training program where people move through healing and curriculum, right? For like six weeks, mm. 12 weeks, four months, whatever. Um, you see a lot of change in mm. students, but you're seeing it through Zoom. You're seeing it like only what they're sharing with you. Like you can't really, you know, you're not in their energy field right. in the sense that like I can tell that they're going through something right now if they're you're, not sharing it. You're not eating three meals a day together with exactly. that person for yeah. a certain time. Um, And it feels like a lot of processing and healing happens in the time of a program, but a week on retreat mm. is such rapid shift and change in people that the people that arrive the first day, like they're, those are totally, those people are not mm. the same when they leave. And 
like being able to watch it unfold in real time and being able to like, like that just feels so affirming around like, this is work that we're doing in the world, mm. but it's, it's work that fills rather than is oh. draining. Well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice little, we'll call it the, the Heinz special. Special? The, the Heinz special. Okay. We just catching up. Oh, hmm. how was your week? Good. I can't take credit for that, by the way. I heard it on another podcast. I'm like, oh, they stole that. I was thinking of something like that. My week was good. What did I do? Uh, Didn't do nearly as much cooking. Did a little bit. Uh, Watched a bunch of movies. Did a lot of work. Got a good writing habit that I just broke the second you got home. But Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I mean, I expected that. I was not. Because when you get back, the first like two to three days is always like the first day, like yesterday, is just like recovery. Yeah, it's like the travel that you did was nuts, and I woke up early to pick you up mm-hmm. earlier than expected, which is awesome. But also, we were just both up. I mean, you were barely slept, and I was up early, so there was that. Yeah, and, I like, barely slept. Driving from Newark to home instead of taking a flight is a lot. So there's that, and then the next day of like, oh, you're home. What things do we need to address together in the house and stuff like that? And and snuggling. And snuggling and all the stuff that I neglected, like food shopping and cleaning. And yeah, I really... I'd... You didn't do any of that when I was gone. I did. Well, you don't know. Hmm. You don't know that. Okay. All, you don't know what the place looked like during the week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like That's you fair. can't... Yeah, you can't say that. What you can say is it did not meet your expectations. Yeah, first couple of days back is always weird, but mm-hmm. yeah. Went to the gym a couple times. Yeah. Started my, my stack training. Shout out to the stack system. It's about time. It is. It means if it's barely over 35 degrees in February, mm-hmm. I have to start swinging something so I don't hurt myself in March or April when I want to go play golf with Jesse. Right. And uh, we're not getting younger, so no, we have to prepare no, 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 for no. things. If you're not working to gain swing speed, you are losing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just old. That's what that means. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's pretty good. Yeah, low key. Started we, bearing the lead. We got the band together. Oh yeah, me and Joseph Brosif. Brosif band. Together. We got a percussion and we got rhythm guitars. Uh-huh. We are in the market for, and I guess we kind of uh, are conscripting you to be a singer. I'm gonna be vocals yeah i wasn't surprised that joe was like do you think Jeannie will do it and i'm like i think if we do it and she isn't allowed to do it she'll be very upset i would be upset yeah. i have been really left out i couldn't imagine doing this without you does the band have a name no we don't have a name yet mm. we're gonna get a name okay yeah um but we got together, we got a, like a list of songs basically that we both kind of like and felt like we can play. We jammed a little, which I've never really done with someone. It was super fun. So That's what Kirtan is. What, jamming? Yeah. Yeah, but not to like, it's not the fish level where we're just going to play this one song for 12 minutes. Uh-huh. It's like we, it's like what, what riffs do you know? What parts of songs do you know? I'm like, oh, we can play this one. I know some of that and we tried for, you know, a couple minutes and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It was tons of fun. That's amazing. <laughs> it is. I'm excited to I get to participate. Even in one song, I think I tried to teach him uh, Wild Rover, the Irish song. Mm-hmm. And like, 
instead of just playing the chords, I like actually did the lyrics too. Uh huh. But I don't know that that's going to be a thing. Ooh. I don't think so. Don't count on it. Well, we'll see. I'll try to keep myself under control if that happens. <laughs> behave yourself. I'll try to behave. <laughs> try to behave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No, we no. are not here to talk about that. You want to tell, what are we here to talk about? I think that we're here to discuss um, the various ways that you, that it's highly likely mm. that you have unofficially diagnosed autism. Doesn't diagnose inherent, like inherently mean official? Do you have... Like if you've been diagnosed... If you could diagnose yourself. I mean, no. you're not okay. You're not officially... Like you have not... Huh, I wonder if I'm nitpicking about the terms <laughs> and their meanings. Jesus Christ. Showed my hand here, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, Self-diagnosed... Uh, the the un- evidence is just piling up. <laughs> undiagnosed. Um, spectrum inhabiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're... Hearing? Yeah, and I have to like... I mean, I just have to say that I don't know... I think that there's like updated lingo that probably we don't have on the tip of our tongue. Mm. I'm like neurodivergence right. as opposed to on the spectrum. It's been a while since we've been teaching too. So yeah. when we were teaching, how we, awesome is that? We were always talking <laughs> about, you know, being on the spectrum, but then people would refer to it like high functioning, low functioning, which mm. is not cool and not accurate because right. you could be, quote unquote high functioning in some areas and low functioning in another and that's just true about how many points people have in different categories. Our brain points theory. Brain, brain points theory. What's our brain points theory, honey? The brain points theory is that everyone is born with a certain amount of brain points. Mm-hmm. We I always just said a hundred. Yeah, bucket of brain points. You get a hundred brain points when you're born. And you get to spend them however you want. It's like building a D&D character. Yeah. Right? You want to put more points into knowledge of history? Great. Great. You want to put more points into charisma and mm. being charismatic? Agility points? Yeah. You want to put some points into agility, strength? Strength. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the idea is that you only have a certain amount to go around. And it's that question of, would you like to be well-rounded and be kind of good at a lot of things? Mm-hmm. Or would you like to be really good at something? Yeah. I mean, this is, we often see it. I think the most times I see it is people that have advanced, advanced degrees, like PhDs Mm -hmm. and such, where you can say, wow, this person is so intelligent and knowledgeable about this niche. I mean, not niche, but very specific, narrow topic. But then they have trouble putting their socks on and- doing something would be like, why, how could you forget your sneakers to the gym when that's what you left to do? Like <laughs> you didn't bring the thing that you needed. And it's like, yep. it didn't even occur to me. That kind of thing. This is a working theory. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it checks out. I mean, most of the time yeah. we, you know, it, it's an awareness of, of like, I might be like, wow, you know, you didn't pick up on, the fact that that person was really sad and like their energy was low and depressive. Like I have a lot of brain points in other people's emotional energy. Like that is a skill. Mm. That is a thing that I have. Um, don't ask me about spatial awareness. Mm. 
Facts. You know, none brain points in that category. Yeah, that's true. So everyone's, you know, got these got these brain points is what we think. And they show up in different ways. And it's nice to have the awareness so that we can be (laughs) non-judgmental. So we can be curious and non-judgmental. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that because that when I see something like that out in the real world, my first thought is brain points. I Mm -hmm. think, well, they must be really good at other things. Yeah. Yeah. Most often. And like my first, there were a couple clues early on that you were neurodivergent. Ooh. Um, like very early on. One being that you had none clue that I was interested in you. We've talked no, about this in the podcast no. before. That is not the first time you've received that <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I am horrible at reading that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. So I had to be very blunt. Yes. And to which I was very grateful and continue to be. Yeah. And and which I appreciate because I was it forced me out of my comfort zone, which would have been to oh. not put it out there because mm. it was like, oh, you know, he could be like, oh, interesting. And we work together. So like mm. that could be really embarrassing. Yeah, maybe. Um, but worked out just great. Yeah. So, you know, I worked out. Uh, and the second being that you had this orbit around you <laughs> of yeah. neurodivergent teenagers. I did. They were like, this person vibrates at the same frequency as I vibrate, and it's the safe place here. <laughs> and they were just constantly drawn to you and Man, if there was, felt seen by you. If there was any, if there's any doubt in your mind about the idea of like a personal vibration or frequency and being attracted to like vibrations, mm-hmm. now that you say that, it shatters. Not that I. I don't, I'm not like, oh, this is BS, this frequency thing. I think it's true. I think there's a free, I'm all in for that. But I didn't have that working knowledge or vocabulary Mm -hmm. while teaching. So I wouldn't have used those words. But now that I have that and I'm looking back on these years spent with the children that would just come to my classroom before and after school just to be. And it's like Mr. O'Neill's collection of misfits. Yep. Um, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really great. Oh, my God. So those were the first two clues. Oh. There have been just, it's just been an, so a the, regular. There were two clues that prompted you to start this theory, and there's just been mounting evidence as the years go on. Is that kind of what yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that there's been mounting awareness around neurodivergence as the years have gone on too. Mm. So it's like between social media and, you know, just kind of being open to, oh, right, like this is, this would be potentially what the mainstream way of being in the world is. Mm. And this diverts from that. I don't know if I necessarily love the term neurodivergence right because that would mean that there's a neuro standard you don't think there is and i don't think there is i'm not applying a judgment 
value to divergent or standard. Right. I would think there might be a standard. I don't think so. I think that there are cultural standards. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. And there are people who are more able to adhere to those rules. Mm. And there are people who are not. But I don't think it's a neuro standard. Mm. I don't think it is a default to... Do you call it a neurocultural standard? Neuro, I don't know. I would say it's cultural, like, neuro demand, hmm. maybe. I love that. Um, And and how we model behavior in society and we train people to behave in society. So much of it is just learned. Like, Hmm. and and I love witnessing this in some capacities. And then I also, you know, am reminded this is why a lot of human beings are just out there making not awesome choices. But remember I was showing you today that Instagram reel of that little boy being a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, basketball. and he's dressed just like his dad. He must be four or five. He's got to be less than five. He's definitely four. Yeah. He's not in kindergarten yet. He's, he's got the same like white polo yep. khakis on. Yep. He's doing all the, like he's on the all the mannerisms. All, all the coach moves and mannerisms. He's like on one knee, like when he's focused, he's doing that like slightly lean forward clapping. We're like, let's go, let's go. Let's, let's go. Yeah. He had it down. Right, yeah. And it's just like so much of how we be in the world is because it's how it's what has been modeled mm. for us yeah. and we what we've picked up on. And so I think that there is there's cultural patterns of interaction that would be considered the norm. Mm. And 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 yet all of these things are different around the world, right? Like how many mannerisms, how many ways of greeting someone would be the norm in one place and offensive in another place? Yeah, I thought about that. I heard something about in the Midwest, if you want to like, if you're in a social gathering or at someone's house and you'd like to leave, it would not be considered rude if you just say, well, and then slap both of your knees with your hands and get up and leave. That is considered, that's not considered rude. That is an appropriate parting. Awesome. I know. Right? You love love that. that. It's close to Irish goodbyeing, but a little bit of a signal. Which, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's nice. It's as much of a signal as I feel is necessary. I love it. (laughs) Mounting evidence. You couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) We need a sound effect for every single time. You say something. Oh yeah, that would fall under the category of neurodivergence. <laughs> while we talk about you being really? neurodivergent, well, we already did two. Maybe I should add them retroactively. Oh my god! So, with all of this evidence, awareness, um, and language that exists now that didn't exist in 1979 to 1986 when mm-hmm. I was very young, and mm. I'm I'm reminded of some. Uh, moments in my life, my young life, where I think to myself, oh, is this like the spectrum behavior neurodivergence presenting itself? And like, how do you handle this? Or is it just like a kid, you know, whatever? I, I can think of three different stories. Would you like them all now? Um, I would like them all okay. now. No particular order, because I don't remember... How old I was for each of these things. Okay. One was pretty young. So playing youth soccer, I don't know what position. I'm like learning the game. And my coach tells me like, okay, you know, what you want to do is if, even if like you're on the right side of the field, you're like, you're playing a right halfback or wing or something. 
and the ball is on the left side of the field, you should like run along with the ball, but on your side of the field. Uh-huh. Right. So like I am playing, I am just like, if the ball is not on my side of the field, I am running up and down the whole like length <laughs> of the field. Because <laughs> oh, where's that sound? I love this. Because that's what I was told to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes. And I, I remember I have a moment in my brain where I am just like, I must be on the right side because I'm looking to my left and the ball is way on the other side of the field, but I'm like running up with it. Oh, moving this way, I'll run backwards. I don't move towards the center of the field, towards the ball. I uh-huh. stay on the right side because that's where I was playing. That's my position. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. And that would totally be, I mean, it's like rigidity, right? Yeah. So taking an instruction, hearing it, mm-hmm. and in this case, literally running with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's two more. One I'll tell that is more was also rigidity to rules. Now I'm pretty rigid about rules now. So I don't know if this is like a one Virgo thing mm. or if it's all just in the pot. We're stirring it together here. It's all your magic recipe. This honey. is the an early uh Platinsky picnic. And early on when we were going, like when I was maybe first, second, third grade, I don't know, where the kids were little. It's like they were kids, collection of like kids. Um, and Mrs. P like arranged games like, okay, kids gather around. We're going to play this game now instead of just like free range children, which there was, but she organized events and stuff like that. And it was like a scavenger hunt where like there were written clues all around their yard and all around on like the slides and swings and treat like all that. Like you would follow a clue to the next place in the yard that had a clue and the rule was that if you were old enough to read, you and you, your partner had to be a non-reader. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea was to have younger kids uh-huh. with older kids. So like the little kids aren't like in the dust. <laughs> yeah. And I had a partner that was a non-reader, younger person. Don't remember who. Might have been my sister. No idea. Okay. And like she says go and like kids are running. And I noticed like there were, there were kids like doing this, participating that didn't have a partner. Or like didn't have a non-reader and like I'm like they're not doing it right and like so much so like I got so frustrated I just like they had this little like swing set you know stuff that Mr. P had built and there was like a little ladder you climbed up to with a platform that went down to a slide I was so frustrated that other kids were not following the rules I just like climbed up there sat there and just didn't participate I'm like oh, honey. there was there's like there's no one is following the rules. No one is doing it the way it's supposed to be. Do it. So like, so, I don't know if that's just temper tantrum pouting, or <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think that that sounds again like there were rules. A game was created. There were rules for a reason. We're going to adhere to the rules, and also the level of like I'm listening. I'm adhering to the rules, right? And so why are other people not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rigidity. I mean, when you're told something and there's a level of pressure on needing to do that thing, mm. other people not following through would be like nails on a chalkboard, like yeah. makes it skin crawly for a lot of people that are, that are neurodivergent for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the third story? This was my first first communion so i was second grade okay 
And I remember having a blue suit, navy blue, like dark suit, right? I remember having this belt that one side was brown and one side was black. Okay. Like you could flip it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Very and useful. I think I, I think I had black shoes and whatever. And I was thinking I would have, like I thought I put the belt on with the black side. So it like all kind of was dark, right? Yes. It all matched. It didn't match. Only to realize at the end of the day, or it was like even at the party we were having at my house at the time when I was like in second grade, that I was wearing it with the brown side. Oh. And I think I had a meltdown. Oh. I remember being very upset about that. I mean, that's just logic. Is it? (laughs) I would have a meltdown if you had a brown belt on with black shoes, too. Right. (laughs) And I remember being very upset. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't, you know. Well, and clothing, particularities about clothing is definitely a neurodivergent thing. Like, Like kind of losing your shit if clothing is uncomfortable or too tight or too itchy or doesn't have the matching that you think it needs to have. Um, Yeah, just again, we're back to like an idea of what is right Mm. and rigidity to that and adherence to that rightness. Yeah. Yep. Now that couldn't have been easy. if, If like you're a parent in the 70s, and mm-hmm. you don't have any of this knowledge or language ever, or you know anything like that about this, right? You're, and like, you're just like at your wit's end. You're just like, why are you worrying about this? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's not the point. Can you let it go? And you just can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that must have been also tricky to not for. I mean, any. I mean, especially. I mean. And there were probably also equal amount of stories around how you were a parent's dream. (laughs) I would think. Maybe. Like, okay, so we've talked before about how, like, baseball was definitely a thing Mm. when you were younger. Yeah. How often did you, like, just stand and pitch balls? Oh, often. Yeah. Like... There was, dad and I went to go see this uh, pitching coach at a local college speak at a batting cage. And, oh, it was fascinating. Fascinating about pitching. And then he gave drills for each specific part of the pitching, you know. Mm-hmm. So often we would do them together. And then, but one of the drills was you just paint like a square of the strike zone against a wall somewhere. You walk, you know, 46 feet back and then you just take a rag ball and just practice hitting, you want to hit the corners, right? You don't want to like throw right. it right down the middle. So, you know, high and inside, low and away, like you want to practice hitting all those four corners and you can just do that. Yeah. And just <laughs> How long? How many hours would oh, you spend? I, I don't know. Probably, I don't know a lot. I could, it was not hard to spend a lot of time just doing that. It was very mm-hmm. like finding repetitive motions calming. Huh, maybe I should have played golf. Jeez, I might have been gone pro. Just <laughs> here, go swing this club seven thousand times outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would have probably, yeah, because it was fun. Because not only it was, you know, it was fun to do. I wanted to get better. I wanted to keep doing it. So it was like, okay, it's like getting me to practice like that. In a lot of ways, was I wanted to, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, in terms of neurodivergence, right? What the person 
is interested in. Mm. They're going to pour such like intense amount of energy concentration focus into that category. But if they don't care about it, right. it's going to be a lot of avoidance. Mm. And so and it can be- You are describing my schooling experience up till <laughs> grade 11. So it could be like so frustrating to be like, I know that you have the capacity to be this laser focused about something. So why are you not just doing X, Y, and Z? Mm. Like, well, I know you have the capacity. <laughs> and, and you know, so that's one of the things, right? It's like, well, I, because I don't care about that thing. You should see the albums that my baseball cards were in. I can't even, I mean, they were all sitting in our library right now. I don't <laughs> need to see the baseball card albums. <laughs> They were all organized by team. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you open it up, like oh, this is the Yankees. Here are all the Yankees players. Flip. Oh, then here's all the Orioles. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Or when we open a one of our board games, mm. particularly because it can be like micro obsession too, where a board game that you love a lot is going to have even more categories and organization Mm. and i mean how many like pinterest things were you looking up at one point to organize dominion cards like that was a thing for a bit and because like also part of neurodivergence is like these little like these spurts of i'm super into this Mm. particular thing and kind of have tunnel vision around that thing Mm. and then everything else just kind of like goes away for a bit you do it seasonally and you do have like quite a bit of hobbies but Mm. there are definitely seasonal obsessions that rise up oh yeah yeah like what well like there was the or we could call it matt's eras tour you could have your own little eras there's the era of um of fantasy flight the oh god i'm totally drawing a blank of the name of this game the star wars ships game x-wing x-wing yeah where like everything was focused like we played this game a lot you wanted to have particular player mats about this game we were going to do specific campaigns around this game and we did them and having the ships collecting the ships organizing the ships displaying the ships that was Having the X-Wing era. Custom modifications on the ships were... Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, once I discovered this, like, the usually the ship was just on a stand and you didn't move. Mm-hmm. But if you took off the bottom of the ship and the top of the little stand and you glued, like, ball-bearing magnets, you could arrange them so they looked like they were banking. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, this was the <laughs> X-Wing era. The X-Wing era. Right? And then, like... Your golf era has been going on for a bit now. It's definitely obviously seasonal. Yep. And it's seasonal, but it's also like this is a chapter. And maybe this chapter will extend for for the rest of your life. Mm. And once it arrived, it was like, I'm going to get the stack system. I'm going to do special golfy warm-ups. And I have this stick to do twisty things. Way to not demean what i'm doing it's not demeaning i call it golfy stretches and i I never mean to me demeaning i I had this thought when we were watching band of brothers last night because i just like sometimes i just have different words for things Uh like when they were training training (laughs) 
they were training for battle. Right. It was the first episode. I think it was the first episode. Yeah. Because they, they finally go to England and they're starting to like train for field exercises, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they were training all these exercises and, and my and I was like, oh, are they so they're still pretending. <laughs> and you were like, they're training. And I'm like, oh, like I could see that that would probably sound like I'm diminishing and and I'm totally not. It's just the word right. You know, it's like practicing like it's a rehearsal it's right. pretending it's training training so i'd never mean to demean i know i know you don't it's just funny when you do because <laughs> you use words that i would never choose <laughs> <laughs> even if i couldn't find the right words i i probably would use other things mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you you fall into these like moments of being quite wrapped up in what were some things you were obsessed with? I mean, we talked about baseball, baseball cards, baseball playing, baseball practicing. Mm -hmm. What else? I mean, that was a big one. I mean, through high school, Mm -hmm. like it was like, you know, I remember the batting cages, my local little league had a batting cage indoor where you can, you know, they would do stuff in the wintertime. And, this like the tryouts happened and like teams were picked in March and then the season started beginning of April. It was like April, May into June. And then there was like playoffs or all stars mm-hmm. that went through the summer. And then you saw so a lot of times they had fall ball, which was very informal. And it was like, just got to keep playing through the month of September and into October. And then, then it's just like looking forward to when the batting cages are going to open in the winter before the preseason. And I think my dad told me one time, it's like, oh, Nottingham's got the cages. They're going to be open the cage and have, you know, batting practice on Tuesday nights. And this was like in November. Mm-hmm. So it was like, sweet Tuesday. And it's like three days away. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're talking February or late February into March. Uh-huh. This is not right now. I'm like, well, why not now? What are we doing? What What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I was. So it was your baseball era. Yeah. And your baseball era led you to playing in the little league world series that's like, true. so that's what i mean where you know the tricky part i think with like parenting children who are neurodivergent because we also are have parented children who are neurodivergent mm. um like if they if they happen to have that focus and obsession on something that we like that's really fun Oh yeah. If they happen to have a focus or obsession on something we don't care about, that's uh potentially torture <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> and if they're definitely not caring about something we care about, like that's where power struggles can come yeah. in. It's super frustrating. Um and I think that you probably learned to mask a lot of your neurodivergence. Um with alcohol? No. What? Uh, <laughs> That does it though. Not that kind of masking. Oh, sorry. It's like um learning how to how to compensate or how to even right. uh you know, mimic. Again, we're back to the mod, like mimic what other people mm. are doing because this seems to be what is responded to in a good way. So kind of like rehearsing responses or um you know 
being taught very early on, like, I wonder if there was a point where you were kind of like forced to make eye contact with people because it's so hard for people who have neurodivergence to like make eye contact and like listen to me when look at me when I'm talking to you kind of a right. feedback loop that you would get. That's why every time when you come back from a retreat and talk about eye gazing, every sphincter muscle in my body, every one of them clenches wherever they are. It's like, Oh my God. It sounds awful. <laughs> well, the world's missing out because you have beautiful eyes and well, they don't well, get to look in them. <laughs> It's, the, it's just for me. It's very sweet. Yes, they're just for you. They're just for me. Swear to God. Your eyeballs are just for me. Just for you. No eye gazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, But like constantly trying to anticipate what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be reaction- reacting and how you're well, supposed to be talking mm. is anxiety producing mm. and overwhelming Right. And so then, you know, what happens? People who are not neurotypical, then they get diagnosed with like ADHD, ADD, because it's like their anxiety, they're like, they're under this level of stress. Mm. So that takes away from the ability to like pay attention in a way that other people can easily pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you definitely, I wouldn't say that you can't read people's body language and like emotionality Mm. i think you just prefer not to (laughs) you know (laughs) if i ever had doubt if ever in my mind there was ever a doubt that i married the right person (laughs) that is thrown to the wayside when i hear comments like that Mm -hmm. because i think uh you can feel free to disagree with me I feel like I can read people really well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can. I feel like I don't know what it is. I feel like sometimes I get an instant, you know, I don't say read, but a feeling, I guess vibes is the shittiest word to use, but I totally where I could like, I don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. There's something about them. I don't know what it is. Like I hear, and then sometimes it'll be like, oh, honey, I figured out why this person drives me crazy and uh-huh. what it is. And it's more of like, oh, this is a thing I'm going to pick on. And I I figured out why I hate them. I'm going to fixate, fixate on it. I've had people like, oh, I figured out why they drive me crazy. And that actually is a huge weight off my shoulders. Because uh-huh. you could be like, oh, this is I that understanding. Not to say that I'm going to avoid that person, avoid that situation. But then at least I know that I'm getting into maybe a situation with that person I'm like, this is going to rub me the wrong way. This is going to make me feel a certain way. And as long as I know that, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm not, I can handle it better. But I often don't care to. Yeah. I don't care to a lot. That's terrible. I don't give a shit. (laughs) That's bad. I know. It's not a good. I mean, it's just like, I I just think that that kind of falls into it. It's, It's like exactly what we were just saying about. If you are invested in something, you are invested in something. Mm-hmm. And if you are not, you are not. <laughs> because, and the reason that I say, like, it's not that you can't read emotion or read someone and and see their facial expression and know what they're going through. Like, you are perfectly capable of it. And you just are like, I, yeah, I have other stuff 
to devote my energy to. And I'm unwilling to devote it to that. Mm. Um, And I think, because you don't do that to me. No. You know, like you are very aware of whatever energetically I have going on. Well, I'm legally obligated to think and feel about that to one person. (laughs) One person on this earth that that demands that and requires that and deserves that. (laughs) Everyone else, it can come and go. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, just proximity. You're the one I'm around the most. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, But like, this is where also like, you when you have an emotion about something it is usually a strong emotion mm. like you have none emotion about it or strong emotion about it yeah it's true these are the you know these are the two things and so this is a thing with with people who are not neurotypical right is like if you care about mm. having a relationship with this person and I'm not saying anybody has to care about having a relationship with anybody but if you care about it like you want to find the thing that that is going to spark that passion in them so that you can relate to them on that level. And you will see a different side of the way that they interact and the way that they are connecting and the way that they lay up and the way that their brains fire. Like you can see it in their eyes. If they'll make eye contact with you, (laughs) you will a hundred percent see that spark. Did you just put me on blast? Oh my God, you have to stop using that phrase incorrectly. Do you know what on blast means? Does it sound like I know what it means? No. What does it mean? <laughs> um, I It's like, call, it's like calling. Calling out, which I feel like I just, that wasn't so off. Okay, but mark. I don't think you can. Okay. Mm. I don't think you can mm-hmm. put, no. It's definitely like calling out, calling out. Okay. I was just going to say you added me, which is basically the same thing. Mm. (laughs) People aren't here to listen to us butcher current slang. It's like, okay, we're just going to. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I also don't think like, so a lot of times people who are neurodivergent don't have a filter. Right. And you definitely do you've been conditioned you you mask that very well but i think you often then default to just not talking yeah so like your default is if i just listen Hmm. i won't get myself in a situation where i don't have a filter and then i say something that someone could take offense to right and i think an extension of that which i'm more guilty of is now, I don't know if this is a result of any sort of neurodivergence, um, appearing very aloof or off-putting or bored or almost like, I don't know, like a jerk. I can see, like, I can't see that when I'm just, I'm just like quiet and listening mm-hmm. or like I'm not participating. I I think I've been told and heard that that can be off-putting, that I like can seem like I'm a jerk when I'm just right like, like it can seem like you don't like the person yeah. or the people around so you're just like disengaging yep um when really it's more like I have nothing to say you don't have anything to say no so you don't just talk to hear yourself talk nope and you don't fill space with sound nope um I 
find and did find in immediately your aloofness so hot. <laughs> what? I was like, what? I was like Man, this. I have never had to work less to be attracted <laughs> or attractive ever. I mean Again, where's the I married the right person sound? We Holy were Jesus. <laughs> we were in a faculty meeting it was um it was like was this before the school year yes that stupid week where we have to like in service week uh, yeah in service week nobody wants to be there right i mean there's some that want to be there right but most people don't want to be there probably english teachers (laughs) are the ones who want to be there yes there's not one goddamn history teacher that wants to be at that thing. No. Not one. No. But there was one that was definitely over-engaging. Okay. Was he officially a history teacher? I don't know. He might have I don't know. technically been out in like V19. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Over-engaging. Over-engaging. Okay. And it was essentially like before we can go take a break, mm-hmm. everyone needs to write down two things, blah, 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 that they're bringing to the school year. It was some stupid ass, like, like uh, the opposite of a bell ringer. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It Closing was activity. exit ticket. Oh. <gasps> and, um, and we had to do it on sticky notes. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and you were just like, I don't know what you wrote on your sticky note. Um, but everybody like was you know you write down their sticky note. I have zero. I remember this meeting. I think you're talking about. Ugh. Was this where you were sitting on the radiator behind me? I mean, n- no. Okay, then I'm thinking of something different. And I, if I thought I had no memory before, I know I have no memory of this now. No, I was sitting with two other people at desks. That was a different right. That was a different in service. Okay, wow. Um, then I had no idea what you're talking about. And. And you immediately just like wrote down your shit and handed it in and walked out the door. <laughs> and I think that somebody, I, I know that one of the, one one teacher that was there basically like stood up and was like, well, you know, I don't think that this is a fair question and wanted to like have this like conversation around how their students wouldn't be interested in this kind of a activity. Uh-huh. Um, because their students are probably neurodivergent. <laughs> so in some way he was actually making a point and then you were like demonstrating, but it was just mostly annoying to you because his teacher wouldn't stop like having to put the two cents in when we all just want to go to lunch and put in your exit ticket. Mm-hmm. So like you, it was just, it was such a perfect example of you being like, I am not going to kowtow to this nonsense and taking ourselves so freaking seriously all the time. And you just walked out of the room. I have no recollection. People are still talking. People are still debating. I would not say that we were like even dismissed. Like, I, 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 well, I mean, their mistake is they gave me a window. They gave me a window that says you can put your shit on here and then hand it in and leave. Can't give me that window. I'll take it every time. And what is true is like 
like what the guy was saying probably could have been an interesting discussion and it would have if the person that was leading this meeting had was worth their weight in salt uh we could have had this discussion after lunch mm. like it would have been a perfect opportunity to be like for some students an activity like an exit ticket <clears throat> is going to like reinforce the lesson do 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 whatever we're supposed to be doing with this and it can be very frustrating for students who are like the bell has rung right i am leaving right. because the rule is that class ends when the bell rings and i have to go to another class and i only have a certain amount of time mm-hmm. to do that but i mean all of that to just say you your aloofness and i don't give a shitness was so hot well then this other story that i think i've told you is going to make me seem very attractive <laughs> this was when i was at lansing okay and it was like a it may have been an in-service some reason why all of the elementary school teachers because you were in the library at this point. yes i was yeah. a library clerk at the elementary school Something was going on. We were watching some film or something. We watched something and then like whoever we were next to talked about it. And then it was like, let's, who has thoughts, which is like also butt clenching. Who wants to share? When I hear those words, I just like, I hope no one wants to share. Yeah. Because I feel like people don't know how to share. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like sharing half of a piece of toast. Talk about like sharing things. It's like, we watched this film or like, here's the topic of the lecture who has thoughts and wants to share. Well, here's the experience that I had when I was a teenager that has no relevance on what was just discussed, but I want everyone to know that it happened. Uh-huh. That's a fuck off. So I'm with two other like colleagues, like they're, we know who each other are. Like we all work in the elementary school. Um, and she asked the, whoever was leading it, which might've been the superintendent had a, question that we were discussing and i said something to the two people i was sitting with and one of the women said that is a good point you should say that and i said no you you can say it you Mm -hmm. can take like you can take what i said and say it you can go right ahead Mm -hmm. and i wasn't like no you do it it was like which which is part of my aloofness which may have had that that may have how that appeared Uh been like no you do it which meant, um, what I meant was, no, I'm not sharing, but feel You're free. Welcome you to. are welcome to take yes. that idea and yes. share it. You could even say it was yours. Yep. I don't want a footnote. Mm-hmm. Please feel, f- if you like sharing, go right ahead. But, but it's one of those very aloof. You should share that. No, you can go right ahead. <laughs> and I, I, Did I, I, she? I don't. I don't remember. I don't think so. And I wasn't even trying to be like, ha ha, you better do it. I was just very blunt. Just like, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you. I don't even think I said this, but it was like, thank you for acknowledging my input right now. Uh huh. And you actually wanting me to share it is the worst possible way you could validate me. Uh huh. <laughs> it's not happening. So, I mean, all of that to say, right? We are on this really fun journey of recognizing Matt's neurodivergence. Well, I got one more story, really brief, that says that explains this. And this was like two days ago when we were driving home, uh-huh. and we were talking about um, the next, like you know, next retreat you go on, you want to have a rider. 
like bands do when they play. It's oh, like, yes. Here's a list of things that I want on a daily basis. And you said, like the band, like, you know, I want to be like Aerosmith and say like, no, I want a bowl of M&Ms, but no brown ones. And like, without skipping a beat, I said, well, that was Van Halen. Yeah. And it, like everything checked the neurodivergent box. Mm-hmm. Like the, the response was given in too, like too quickly. Yep. It wasn't prefaced with anything like, you're right. I agree with you. I think that's funny. And I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. Does it need to be said that the band was Van Halen and not Aerosmith? And because I was talking to you, I didn't care about any of that. Right. And if I was talking to someone else. You also wouldn't have cared about any of that. Right, because in my head, it just been like, oh, it's actually Van Halen. It's and just it, a fact. And like for me, though, that's interesting. I would want to know, like, oh, it's Van Halen. Okay, fun fact. Fun fact. I have mm-hmm. that now. It's, mm-hmm. That's great. Right. But it comes off as, it's like that story when I was teaching, my last year teaching public school, when I was talking about Catherine of Aragon, uh-huh. and out of my mouth came Catherine of Aragorn. And the word was not even out of my mouth. When a student in the front row, also neurodivergent, raised his hand and then just said, Aragorn, you mean Aragorn, or Aragorn is from Lord of the Rings. And it's like, as I could see it happening, and in my head, I'm like, crap, I just messed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm about to hear it from this kid. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, there it is. There, I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that... In so many ways, it's it's not any different for me than trying to figure out the like the in the intricate ways that anybody has the things that they like, the things that they don't like, how mm. they move in the world. Um, and so it never it never feels to me like oh you know this is like a thing. Like I was looking at articles and there are people who are like I think my spouse is neurodivergent. Should I tell them? I'm like what. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, um, and recognizing that people will have all, like, will feel all kinds of ways about Mm. that. Um, but I think that it's just another, it's just another lens of understanding. It's just Mm. another lens of compassion. It's just another reminder that we all do things differently. And when we're invested in relationship and closeness, we try to figure out what those things are Mm. like in the same way that we talk about Enneagram in the same way we talk about doshas in the same way that we talk about just how we prefer to move through the world. If you're, you know, if you love someone, you make an effort to figure out what makes them tick. Well, I can't think of a better way to end that. (laughs) Honey, once again, you bring it home, bring it home. Well done. Well, thank you, honey. I love you. I love you too. Oh, I'm glad you're back. (laughs) I'm glad I'm back too. (laughs) Thanks for everyone. This is Matt, Mutual Victory. This is Jeannie. See you next time.